Welcome to the Double I Show Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition. This is going to be our wrap-up edition, guys. So we went divisional already, and we have our crew with us today, Bombo and Sweet Tea. Say what's up, guys. What's, what's up, up, Islanders? What's going on, man? So yeah, so hey, listen, we're going to go ahead and talk about a few different categories of guys that sort of tied this thing up for folks who are drafting this weekend, get into the fantasy football season, and then from here on out, we're just going to be talking about stuff that's going on during the season. So I think the first thing we want to talk about, guys, is it's always finding the next guy, the breakout guy, right? What kind of guy can we take or steer our listeners to that maybe still doesn't isn't getting a lot of pub or maybe switch teams or switch situations and would be a pretty good pick and maybe a league winner for them? You know, I mean, let's let's throw it out, guys, just because of the way, you know, the systems are and everything else. These guys, I mean just even changes sceneries can make a breakout guy, you know, a better quarterback situation, a better O-line, a better defense, whatever it is, you know what I mean? So, I mean, thinking about just some easy names to throw out there, right? Is Trevor Lawrence ready to make that next leap? Is Tua ready to make that next jump? You know, are these guys going to do that with all the weapons they put around these guys? I mean, it's Russell Wilson. Is Russell Wilson just going to be Russell Wilson again, or is he going to elevate himself? and elevate that team running back situation running back positions a little bit of a different situation but definitely there's guys there i mean you got a travis etienne you got rookies you got other guys too and what about guys looking to bounce back you know what i mean to me i think that's that should be included in the breakout i don't know about you guys but a guy like saquon hasn't been on the field for two years a guy like mccaffrey you know they're still getting the pub as first second round guys I don't know about that, man. I think they got to prove themselves a little bit again. So we're going to talk about that. And each one of us is going to go through a guy and sort of get, try to give you a little bit insight on why they think this guy would be draftable. And maybe you guys strategize a little bit and get this guy. And, you know, maybe these guys steer you the right way and you guys win your league. So we're going to get into our breakout players right now. And Bombo, you want to take this one? You're right, buddy. All right. My breakout player for 2022. Trey Lance. Hear me out, gentlemen. So we're not, you know, here in the uh, Double I Show, we don't give you a lot of stats or analytics. What we do is let you know that we're OGs who watch OG football. We've seen it all. And it's all about trends. And that running quarterback, without a lot of film on him, once he gets the keys, fantasy has told us that guy balls out. Lamar Jackson did it. Colin Kaepernick did it. Deshaun Watson did it. Taysom Hill's done it. And I just think that the 49ers are handing over the offense, a Super Bowl-ready offense, to this kid. And they have to know something, you know. And they're willing to fall on their face. They do have the backup plan with Jimmy G. But all we've heard all summer, all offseason, is he's ready. And he's ready to take this offense to the next level. This offense was already at the doorstep of a Super Bowl. They got the weapons, Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, a plethora of backs. They're ready to make they're ready to make noise right now. They're ready to win right now. And the fact that they're giving it to Trey Lance is going to be nothing but nothing but gold for fantasy owners. I think that he has the upside, the the obviously the rushing upside, but the kid has an arm. He just has to put a little bit more touch on the ball. The thing is he has speedsters out there, right? Debo, Ayuk, they're not really crisp route runners. They're just gamers. So if he can get them the ball, same thing with Kittle. If he can just get them the ball in, in the area, they can make the rest with yards after catch. That's going to inflate his numbers. It has less to do with Lance's pure overall talent and more the weapons around him and what the opportunity that he's given. Uh, the rushing upside can't be ignored. I think this guy's going to be the goal line option. I think that he's going to surprise a lot of people. And from what we've seen so far, he can take advantage of broken plays. Defense is not knowing what to do. Defense is keying in the wrong guy and him just taking off him, just playing on the street, backyard football could lead to, you know, I would say a top five finish and where you, where you're drafting him, it's going to be a steal, but we're talking about breakout here. I think now it's already past the time. If he break, if he balls out this year, it's past the time that you can get this guy outside of the first five rounds. He's going to start going with, Allen, he's going to start going with Mahomes, similar to what we saw with Lamar. And I think he's ready to take that next step. Curious to see what you guys think. I mean, that's, there's some bold statements in there, and there's a lot of stuff going on there. Why don't you chime in a little bit, T? 
All right. Well, I think Bombo made some great points, but I, I, I am want no part of Trey Lance at all. I think the kids still got some learning to do. Yes, of course. You know, his coach and that, that, that entire coaching pedigree that he's under right now, they're, they're fantastic, right? You can't argue with them, but at the same time, I don't think the kid is ready, you know, in preseason and practices, he's still missing a lot of just easy throws yeah, he's got a good arm. Yes, he can scramble and he's got a lot of those fundamental, you know, attributes you want in a quarterback, especially a, a quarterback nowadays. But I don't think he's there yet. I think, you know, this isn't his year yet. And I just think that Bombo's probably a year early on, on the Yeah, kid. well, he's got to get the reps. You know what I mean? That's what it is. So, I mean, he, I... I agree with Bombo a little bit. I think that the situations they're going to put him in aren't really going to expose him too much. I agree with the fact that he will be the goal line option the first part of the year until the fucker gets hurt, and then they won't do that anymore. And that's really what's going to happen, right? It's really hard for a guy to be upright at quarterback position in the NFL for 16 games. Now they threw an extra game, and they're at 17. So they had a pretty good insurance policy, but I like the kid, and I think relatively, I think it's, I think he's going to have some really huge games. I think I'm just concerned about his consistency and we'll see what happens this year. So let's go in and, and keep going, man. Uh, that was a good one. That was a good bombo, you know, way to throw your, your nuts out there. Coconuts. So uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and go with T now. And who you got T? who's your breakout guy? We're heading over there to mile high. I got court Sutton. I think he's going to have a monster year. I mean, the guy averages 15 yards per catch in his career and he's had nobody throwing to him. Now he's got Russell Wilson, who is definitely a baller, right? This guy is just the epitome of consistency every single year. Last year was the first time he got hurt and it wasn't even a serious injury. It was his thumb or something like that. So it was, it was, you know, nothing big time. Right. So now you got a guy who can throw and get you that ball and Sutton. Yes, he is not going to be that separation type of guy, but he's an excellent 50, 50 ball type of guy. And he's just a big body. This guy's hit what almost uh, what a thousand yards. He didn't, he didn't even hit a thousand yards last year, but he had nobody throwing to him. And this year he actually has a guy throwing to him. So I really, I'm looking I don't think Jerry Judy is going to be the guy over there. I don't, I think Jerry Judy's nice. I think he's an okay type of receiver, but it's clearly court and Sutton. You know, as we always say on the show, right? Follow the money. Sutton got the bag. So for me, it's got to be Sutton over there. And now that he's got a quarterback, I mean, that, that just, that just poises him for a big time breakout year. Yeah, I agree. He had 1100 yards, I want to say five or six touchdowns in 2019 with Drew Locke. And now he's got Russell Wilson. Not only that, he has Russell Wilson's attention. If you're looking at all, all the videos, all the highlights, it's Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton working on that chemistry. That, that'll definitely help. They no, do. I mean, okay, what about this though? I mean, there's other guys there besides those two, right? So do you guys think that, I mean, there is going to be a, a factor is he's not just going to focus on one guy, right? And they got a running game. So, I mean, what, okay, let me throw this at you guys. What do you think, you know, you guys just threw Cortland Sutton stats out. Is he going to really do better than that this year? What are his stats going to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to be over a thousand yards. You know, he's, he's going to get. Well, remember a thousand yards is, is roughly, you know, it's only like 60 some yards a game, you know? So you think about it, that's not a a top tier guy, right? So of course, but he's going to get, he's going to get about 150 balls at least at the very least thrown to him, you know? I don't know if they're going to throw that much. And typically Russell Wilson, I don't think he's ever, I mean, you got to just so like extrapolate the number around. But think about, but think about this, right? Yes. Russell Wilson in his past, he hasn't because he had a defensive minded head coach. This is the whole reason why he wanted to leave because he wanted to start airing it out because he wanted to be in a more prolific offense, right? That's the whole reason. And he just re-upped. He just got the bag. So well, he didn't really get a bag. Because reality, well, he, 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 gave he, he gave it to it on the cheap. He gave him a discount. You know what I mean? Because he, he got an extension and he, he took he took a significantly less money than he probably could have. But I get what you're saying, exactly. and, and I'm just you know trying to trying to get you guys a little bit fired up and get some some different discussion in here for our listeners. But oh. I mean, thinking about it, right? And and the reality is, right? You look at those situations, and sometimes those situations are the key to these breakout guys. You know, and that's what we talked about. Uh, an example last year. Amon Ross St. Brown, 
right? He was a rookie. If he wouldn't have had Jared Goff there, he probably wouldn't have had the success that he did. I don't know if Matt Stafford would have, you know, keyed on him or whatever, but their scheme changed, especially when they got Jared Goff instead of Stafford. So uh, Goff relied on that guy because he was basically like the Robert Woods to Jared Goff. Jared Goff was much more, seemed more in tune a lot of times with Robert Woods than Cooper Cup. And they built that connection pretty quick. So yeah, sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, switching a situation up, you know, for a guy to break out or someone in that situation changing. So, I mean, I definitely, I can see it. I mean, my breakout guy is going to stay on the same team. And I think that's, who's going to dominate that offense is Javante Williams. I think he got a lot of hype last year. He didn't get his shot. He's going to get his shot. Sure. They signed old man, Melvin Gordon. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about any of the media bullshit that they're saying. It's a 50, 50 split. It's going to be whatever else. Talent's going to rule. And that's what happens in this league. It's not the same coach. And if Vic Fangio was too stupid to put this kid on the field, that's why he's not coaching anymore, guys. Those are the, the, those are the decisions coaches make that get him fired. You know, it's the same like his quarterback. You know, he didn't want to go after a quarterback the last couple of years in free agency because he think he was okay in-house. Really? You're fired, bro. Right? So they go get a new quarterback. They got a new coach. This coach ain't going to fuck around. This kid's going to get on the field and he's just going to tear it up. He's going to be an elite running back for the next seven, eight years. You know, just because of his ability, you know, barring injuries, he's going to be phenomenal. I want every bit I can get of him. I want every share I can get of him. And in keeper leagues, he's my keeper as long as I can keep him. And that's my guy and that's my breakout guy. What do you guys think? Turn into a lot of Broncos talk here. <laughs> Back to the the Court and Sutton thing and tying it all in with Russell Wilson. Gentlemen, have we seen Russell Wilson be able to support multiple fantasy weapons? I mean, I know that DK recently it was DK and Tyler Lockett. Before that, I want to say sometimes it was Tyler Lockett and sometimes it was Doug Baldwin. But there's a lot of mouths to feed in Denver right now. It's a good one T with Sutton that just just passes the eye test. He'll be the guy that you're going to. But I mean, they got Hamler there. They, I mean, Tim Patrick's eventually going to come back and he's a good, he's a good receiver as well. And Jerry Judy and the running backs. And going back to what you were saying, King, I think they gave Russell Wilson the bag, not the biggest bag, but they gave him the bag. And, and people think that it's for him to air it out and him cook. It may be giving him the bag to hand the ball off and rely on that defense and not turn the ball over. And, and make the right decision. Right. To yeah. check that that play off from a pass to a run because you got you you have an advantage. And that's what they're looking at. They're looking at better quarterback play, not necessarily a better guy to throw the ball all over the field. That's really not maybe I don't think that's what they're looking for. So I think even if you look at it where Nathaniel Hackett came from. Green Bay really didn't air out the ball when they got the lead. They ran the ball. They that's why they win games. That's why they win 13 to 13 games in a, a year, the last couple of years, right? They're doing this thing, right? You get the lead, you build a quick lead and you run out the ball and be physical, play some defense. And, and I think he's going to keep that model. So I just think it's, and I agree. I think it's going to be better, but it's like I said before, guys, look at Russell Wilson in his prime and I understand the system, but he was semi supporting DK and Lockett to elevate them to where they are, right? So I think he can do that. I just don't know if he can do that with a running back that he has like that. Because I think that the running back's going to demand the carries. I think Russell Wilson might get cheap yards too from the kid. Dump it off to that guy, he runs 40, 50 yards. Shit, he's, that's easy, man. Fuck, I'll do that all day long, Doug. Russell Wilson will throw for 300, 350 yards a game like that, you know? So... I mean, it's just one of those things and we sort of got to wait and see again, really how they're going to approach this and how this team is, because we can speculate all we want, you know, about guys' talent and what they can do. But until we really see it on the field, it's really hard to make sure that that's exactly what they're going to do. So. But I'm, right, with, guys, I'm with you we... on Javante Williams, though. I'm with you on Javante Williams, for sure. They, uh, I mean, the kids are stud. There's, there's nothing worse than an unnecessary committee. You know, right? Like go with, go with the faster, younger, better hands, better runner and keep your job. You're right. Yeah, and absolutely. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, and I, like I said, sometimes in the league, it's a little bit weird. I mean, look at Derrick Henry. Look how long they fucked around with this guy. 
You know what I mean? I mean, DeMarco Murray. Then they brought in the other kid and we're splitting time with him until he went out. Finally, fucking Vrabel's like, okay, man, I got to give that beast a ball. Vrabel's the guy that did that. What were the other coaches thinking? They seen the same fucker right there every day. That's the way you win. <laughs> they just didn't think that was the way they could win in the NFL. Bishop you know, said so he wasn't going to be the answer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, so anyways, guys, let's move on. We, we were going to talk about, you know, the other thing that we want to talk about and give our listeners is guys you can draft because, because right, your first couple rounds are the most important rounds. If you blow those first couple rounds, because that's what the premium guys are. Those are really going to be the chance for you to get your league winners. You know, maybe you can steal a league winner in the next couple rounds, but after that, it's tough. You know, I'll, I'll give an example last year. Cooper Cup probably won the sixth, seventh round. He was a league winner. You had him on your team, you probably won the championship. You know, so there are those guys out there, but they're few and far between. So now what we're going to do, our guys are going to throw out their league winners to you. So maybe you guys can keep an eye on these guys in your draft. And if it, you know, comes up with the right situation and you guys are strategizing that way, maybe this is the guy you take. Go for it, T. Who's your league winner this year, fantasy football? This year in fantasy football, my league winner has got to be Travis Kelsey. The reason why is that receiving core over there in Kansas City is the island of misfit toys, right? It's not world-class. You know, there's a lot of guys who left. There's just, it's, it's a little bit of a mystery right now. I wouldn't say it's a mess. It's just a mystery. So because of that, you know that Travis Kelsey with that familiarity between him and Mahomes, you know, Kelsey's that warm blanket for Mahomes, right? It's his whoopee. He's going to be throwing to him every single time, not just the the design plays that we always see for Kelsey, but also just when things break down, he's going to be looking for that guy because he's familiar with them. They know where they're going to be. Right. And so that's for me, that's a huge thing that you, nobody can can put a, a, you know, like a number two. So because of that. And the fact that, yes, some guys, I, I understand both of you guys, correct me if I'm wrong, right? But a lot of guys will steer away from a guy because of his age, right? And Kelsey's 33 years old. I get that. But I don't see a lot of decline. I mean, last year in the Super Bowl, he even threw for a touchdown. I don't see that type of decline. Even if he does have a little bit of a decline, it's going to be minimal at best. The targets are going to increase. He's going to have the type of targets that he had two years ago or three years ago when he had his biggest season to date. I just think that this guy, if you have him, because he's like a wide receiver anyway, and he's going to get you those extra points that your receivers and most tight ends don't normally get you, right? You can have some stud tight ends or receivers, and you can have some stud running backs. And that tight end really doesn't get you much sometimes because you're you're dealing with lower tier guys. If you got a guy like Kelsey, that's going to give you those extra points and that extra boost to really lift you. No, I mean, it's, he's a solid guy, and he's, I still think he's the top guy in his position. You know, but it just worries me, T, that there's no one else there to help him, no one else established. What do you think about that pick, exactly. Bombo? I think it's a great pick, but it's always a great pick, right? Since Kelsey has been Kelsey, if you're the guy in, in your league that's smart enough to, to reach for him, and that's what it's going to come down to, right? You're going to tr- you're going to draft Kelsey where you would normally draft a wide receiver one or a high end wide receiver two. So you just have to have that, you know, the coconuts and you have to have the fantasy wherewithal to know that when you come back around, get a receiver that isn't going to leave that giant hole in your lineup because you have Kelsey. I've been in a ton of leagues with a bunch of guys that reached for Kelsey and then their, their wide receiver one or their wide receiver two is some bum. I mean, I'm relatively a bum, but not somebody that you would normally have in your starting lineup. And for a while, you can get away with that. But if you can pair Kelsey with a breakout ride receiver that you're getting at a discount, you can make, you can do some damage in your league for sure, for sure. Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing too, but okay, just think about this guy. So even the last two, three years, he's seeing a double. It didn't matter. Tyreek Hill was on the field. He saw a double team and he still excelled. What are they going to do now? Because there is no Tyreek Hill. I think they're going to do some kind of crazy bracket shit. They're going to have to figure out. I just think it's going to be tougher on him. You know, I think for me, the problem there is if he falls, I'll take him for sure. But I just can't invest that first, second, even probably a third round pick in him right now. Because I just think that might there might be a couple better options there a little bit later to get better value. 
But I mean, I, I like the pick. He's solid, and yeah, he is at his at his highest point. He's a wide receiver one, so I agree with that. But you ready to throw out your league winner, Bombo? The one that you're going to tell all our listeners that this is going to guide them to their championship. It's going to put that ring on their finger. Do it, brother. Go for it. This is that guy. So here's a crazy stat for you guys. You know that DJ Moore for consecutive seasons has over a thousand yards receiving and less four or less touchdowns. And that's never been done for a consecutive thousand yard receiver. I got a question for you. Who threw to him? I don't know the answer to that question. I know that some somewhere in there, Cam Newton wasn't throwing to him, but he was Talk on the about field. Quarterback proof, right? I mean, really, right? I mean, fuck. I mean, I'm just saying. I agree, man. I love me some DJ Moore. Go for it, bro. I want to hear. So you're going to get DJ Moore in that mid tier wide receiver two part of your draft, and that's fine, especially if you stack up at that wide receiver one position, because I think he's going to produce wide receiver one numbers. Hey, people can say what they want about Baker Mayfield, but it's a step up and at least it's some consistency. They did they did the kid a favor by announcing who their starter was immediately. You know, Baker earned it in camp. Everybody's been saying all the right things. He earned it. He earned the trust of his receivers. Maybe not Robbie Anderson, but he's earned the trust of the receivers and the coaching staff. And you know what? They're going into it knowing this is the guy that's going to get us through it. Plus, you don't have any Sam Darnold for maybe four to eight weeks. They're they're all in on Baker Mayfield. And it may be a transition quarterback before they go somewhere else or try to look. But they're going to try to win with him right now. But it's not about wins and losses, right? It's fantasy. It's about who's going to get those opportunities. And DJ Moore's the most talented guy on the field. I mean, outside of McCaffrey, but you know how it is. DJ Moore is just looking for that opportunity to really show what he has. And he's really already showed what he has. But now it's time for fantasy owners to start paying attention. I think this is the last time you're going to get him at a wide receiver two price. He's going to blow up this year. He's going to win some people some leagues. And he's going to be going as a wide receiver one going. That's just my take on it. What do you guys think? I think that's T's boy Baker over there. So why don't you go ahead and chime in a little bit, T? My boy, are you kidding me? I'm it was so there was some sarcasm that in that though. But go ahead. It's a yeah, it's a lot of sarcasm. So on what that do you think one, about the pick? Sure. Then obviously, uh, if you're saying this guy's, you know, you don't, you're not high on no, Baker. To be, to be honest with you, Bombo, Bombo's on. Uh, he he's really onto something right there. I even say you could probably get him not a wide receiver too, but in most PPR leagues, you could probably get him as a three. And in some drafts, you might be able to get him as a four. And that's a major steal because to, to like you, both of your guys' points, you know, that's like that. I mean, we're talking what, you know, being quarterback proof, that dude is super. Dude, all I know is if I can pick this guy as my fourth wide receiver, I need to be in the drafts you're drafting, bro. Cause that means I'm winning that shit. You know what I mean? So get me in I'm those leagues, you. dog, especially if they're for money. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, some of these guys, they're, they're a little special. In you know what? Drafts, I, I agree. You know? I think DJ Moore is, he's undervalued. Definitely. He's not in that top tier. People don't look at him like that, but his consistency is showing, you know, and I think even if they can get past Baker and get a real quarterback in there, maybe next year with the, the, the classic quarterbacks that's coming out and they get a stud, you know, maybe there's really going to have a, this guy's going to have an opportunity to show what he can really do. Cause I, I think to Bombo's so- point, you know, with the stats, is and I've thrown I threw it out there is who's thrown to him and look what he's got. And I think that that reflects in the touchdowns. Right? You know what I mean? So do you think they're an improved team with Baker? I think they do. What do you think about that, Bombo? I mean, let's throw this, the questions at Bombo a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think they're an improved team. They still have they're in the middle of the line defense that can make big plays. So defense can keep them in it. They play outside of Tampa, they're playing in a relatively weak division, if you really think about it. And they've Matt Rule's been trying to leave his stamp on this team for a while now, and he's he, at least he's tried. He's been trying to improve this team year after year. The only thing that gives me a little bit, and it, it's all surface level stuff, right? With DJ Moore, same thing with Christian McCaffrey, is outside of fantasy circles, the normal, you know, football casual fan doesn't know who these guys are. You know, outside of Sunday ticket, you're not watching Carolina Panthers games. But No, you're right. I mean, but I mean, okay, wins and losses are what they are, but I mean, do you think even fantasy relevancy, you think those guys can take an uptick or do you think it's going to be about what they are this year? Do you think okay, DJ Moore. So you're saying he's a league winner. Is he going to so you're saying he's going to definitely elevate with Baker Mayfield? 100% Got it. All right. And that's fair. That's, I mean, think about it, T, right? I mean, I guess, you know, looking at it, Baker Mayfield's probably the best quarterback this guy's had in his career. 
Probably. I'm not saying a lot for Baker insane. Mayfield that we're not sucking like on Baker Mayfield. We're exactly. just saying, hey, this is probably the best one he's had. Exactly. You know, and he's, I guess the term and the wording is serviceable, right? Yeah. He also has a huge yeah. chip on his yeah. shoulder and he already has the, he already well, has the rep. Did you hear rep. his quote for the first game? Oh. About the first game they played Cleveland Browns and he got named the starter. Hey, Baker, you were named the starter. How's it going to be in the first game? I'm going to fuck him up. They had to bleep the fuck. Huge, you know what I mean? But huge I'm gonna, chip, and huge that, chip that, on his shoulder. And he has this rep of being a, a, he, a receiver killer. I think he, he's going to come out there and force balls to, to DJ Moore just to prove a point. And hey, DJ Moore could be on the better receiving at the end of that. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. And, and reality, guys, he hasn't he never had weapons in Cleveland, not on the outside. I don't give a fuck. Jarvis Landry's Jarvis Landry. You know what I mean? He can't, he can't ball out. Like he, 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 to me, he was never, he's never a one receiver, even in his prime. And OBJ just shit the bed there. He was never worth anything. So I'm just give him a shot, I guess, you know, great pick Bombo. I don't even blame OBJ over there. Baker was overthrowing him like crazy all the time. Wow, dude. Just pile on Baker day. So is this going to, is it, so, okay, let's spin a little bit here, guys, and talk about a little bit of bus. Now, you know, obviously we can talk about this and, you know, before we do that, right, I guess I got to talk about my league winner, right? I forgot about that. But it's real simple, guys. It's the same motherfucker I picked in the other, in the other part. Shavante Williams. This guy's still going. His ADP is at the end of the first round, sometimes early part of the second round. Look, guys. There's basically three running backs this year. It's Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, and Javante Williams. Get one of those guys. You got a shot to win the league. If Javante Williams is there I'm, after the... I'm, I'm noticing a man crush. Whatever it wants to be, dude. It just it, To me, the guy's standing out. I don't give a fuck what you want to call it if, as long as it wins me leagues. But what I'm saying is, is running backs are such a premium in every format that you have to have at least one stud. And if you have a stud, you got a pretty good shot. And you know me, T, I do a lot of running back list drafts. And, you know, I, my theory is, hey, just, you know, whatever. I'll pick the best receivers and I usually make the championship game. But what, what is my concern all year? Especially if one of my guys goes down. I just don't have depth. I'm picking guys up off the waiver wire. You know what I mean? In week 15, week 16 to play them. So if you get a guy like this, that's just going to be a horse and you can ride this guy all year. Fuck yeah. I mean, look at all of Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor was one of the most rostered guys on championship teams last year. <laughs> why do you think? I mean, he had a monster year. Uh, that's yeah. why it just elevates your team. So uh, I'm going to stick there with Javante Williams. I just think he's, he's a league winner. I think at the price you can pay him. Okay. If you don't think he's proven it and he hasn't shown it, and Najee carried the ball 350 times last year, and he's going to carry the, the ball 600 times this year, and Jonathan Taylor had 20 touchdowns last year. He's going to have 37 this year. The next guy up is Javante. So depending on your flavor at receiver, this guy, to me, I would take him as high as two or three. As, long as, as soon as Jonathan Taylor is gone, that's my next target. So that's my league winner, guys. He's never drafted. You can't draft him too early. You know, so I, I haven't had the nuts yet, and I've had the number one pick in a couple leagues, and I did take Jonathan Taylor. But in both those leagues, guys, coming back in the last pick in the second round, I got Javante. And that's insane. Because in both those leagues, those are my two running backs. So, yeah, I already won. I'm not even going to set my lineups, just to be fair. But all right, man, let's talk about a little bit about busts, right? Just, and we're just going to talk about it. We're not going to throw, you know, what? I mean, guys, right? Isn't. Isn't it a relative term? Okay, Jamar Chase last year. Huge games, huge year. What if he doesn't do the same? Cooper Cup. What if he doesn't do the same? Are those considered busts? Right? Matt Stafford threw 40-some touchdowns last year. What if he throws 35 this year, but they win the Super Bowl again? Is that a bust? You know what I mean? So it's a relative term, and I think that's one of the reasons we decided we just don't want to go there. You know, we could talk about guys that are, you know, not really, set up for success, you know, but I don't even know if that's really relative here. You know, I think guys that have big years, it's really hard to replicate, you know, in my years playing fantasy guys, and there's been a lot of them, you know, when you have that stud the year before, 
and your mindset is, oh, I'm going to keep them in a keeper league and my team is set. I just need to add guys. My core is there. Dude, sometimes you finish in last fucking place because that core just doesn't replicate what it used to do. So I think what we want to do now, guys, is talk about players for our listeners to avoid, right? So we're going to talk about league losers, all right? Who wants to do the league loser first? Go ahead and chime in, guys. All right, I'll go ahead and go. For me, it's got to be DK Metcalf. The fact that Wilson's not there, you got you got two guys potentially that can be throwing him the ball, and neither one of them is any good, to be honest with you. I, I, everybody can say what they want about Drew Locke. Yeah, he's got a big arm, but the guy throws tons of picks. He just he just doesn't have it there in between the ears to be able to read a defense properly for whatever reason. And for me, I just don't think him or Geno Smith is going to be able to get DK those types of numbers in fantasy. And so for me, you know, looking at his ADP at the 17th rated receiver, that's still way too high for him this year. I understand, you know, what he did last year or previous years and everything, but this year he's not going to be doing that good. You know, he's going to struggle this year. That whole receiving core is going to struggle until they get themselves a quarterback, which won't probably happen until next year anyway. You know, so let's face it. He's not going to get those kind of numbers. And for me, it's got to be DK. And I think that's valid, right? But I mean, I don't know. And we'll see, right? We'll see. It's almost like, right, how did DJ Moore come up with those numbers? You know, and we'll see if this guy's that kind of athlete where it doesn't matter who's thrown to him, like Bombo calls him their quarterback proof. You know, and we'll see what happens with this guy. What do you think about that pick, Bombo? Starting to see DK fall in a lot of drafts. I know that 17th ranked wide receiver, that's just based on the resume and what he's done before and the athletic profile. Um, well, I mean, let's let's right, let's throw it out to our listeners who don't really get it. That the ranking is not based on their projection, it's based on their projection based on what they did last year. So they're not factoring in no quarterback or new quarterback. They're thinking almost it's a static situation for them. Go ahead, Bob. Outside of t- taking the taking the top off of a DB in man coverage or uh, yards after the catch on some bad tackling, I think this year, if you're relying on DK to become a polished wide receiver, you are going to be setting yourself up for disaster. If you're drafting him as your wide receiver three or maybe a plug-and-play flex, and you're banking on that big playability, he can come in for you. But man, if you have him as your wide receiver two or maybe your wide receiver one, if you went running back heavy, T's right. You're in for a long season. Absolutely, man. No, and, and I agree. I think he's going to have flashes. I just don't think he can be consistent now with the quarterback that he has behind him, either one of them. So I'm a good pick, D. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, you know, all right. I mean, right. There's guys out there that are that are pretty much almost solid you know, kind of guys where you're just like, fuck these guys. To me, I don't want to have no part of them just because of their injury history or their regression the last few years. You know, like a McCaffrey, a Saquon, a Zeke, you know, those kind of guys are easy. You know what I mean? And these guys are sort of like sitting there, you know, just like plucked chickens ready to get cooked. So, I mean, I understand DK, but I still think he's going to have some fantasy relevance. I wouldn't draft him. But I'm sure he's not going to be a complete flop, but he's definitely going to regress. But, you know, whoever goes out there, probably a Seattle fan, T, who's going to take him early and end up getting stuck with it. But, all right, Bombo, who's your league loser? Stay away from this guy. Who's your guy? I'm going to throw some names out at you, right? Let me tell you what all these guys have in common. Derek Carr, Lamar Jackson, Kirk Cousins. Here's the answer they will all have a better fantasy season than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Rod- Aaron Rodgers was the number six QB in fantasy last year. That's not happening. He's been a steady top five guy, especially for the, I mean, his whole career, right? Everyone is used to that set it and forget it with Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? You're going to be playing with guys that are just used to the name. They're used to the State Farm commercials. They're used to this guy being at the top of the fantasy quarterbacks list every year. And they're going to draft him and they're just going to go about their draft and load up. And they're thinking that they're set at quarterback and they're probably going to reach for him. Who's he throwing to? He says he's going to talk up his guys. Of course, he's going to talk up his guys. But the reality is it's Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, who hasn't been spectacular to this point in his career. And a bunch of rookies. And Aaron Rodgers, ha- does he have an issue with rookies? Does he not? Is he telling the truth when he's talking up his, his players? And here's the thing. You don't want to worry about a guy when you have to ask those questions, especially out of the quarterback position. 
right? And if you listen to this show, you know we think he's a scumbag. That's that besides the point. I just think that there's not enough talent around him to be drafting him where people are going to be drafting him. And if you're drafting him as a savior for your fantasy team, he isn't even going to be the savior for his own team. So I think they're going to rely on the run. I think both running backs are going to have a great year this year. They'll probably lead, be amongst the top in running back touchdowns. But when it comes to Aaron Rodgers, you're just not going to get that normal, you know, upwards of 40 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. You're just not going to get that this year. And he's really going to have to prove it. Hey, maybe I'll eat crow. Maybe he's going to prove me wrong. But shit, I just don't see Aaron Rodgers being Aaron Rodgers this year. And honestly, I don't see him being Aaron Rodgers going forward. What do you guys think? I think the two-time MVP douche is up against it. But I know that's one of T's man crushes. He likes the way he wears his wife beater. So uh, why don't you go and chime in a little bit, T? Not about the wife beater, but uh, about what the Bombo said. So, yes, I am immunized. No, ser- seriously, dude, this guy is a fucking piece of work. And right now, to be honest with you, I bumble spot on, right? I mean, but the guy called down the, you know, when you call down the rain, you expect the thunder, right? He's got to deal with it. He's the one that did this to himself, you know? And and so for me, I can't feel sorry for the guy. And Bombo's right. He's going to end up regressing big time. He's got nobody to throw to. And that's going to become a running team this year. Right. They're just going to hand the ball off because that's the only thing they're going to be able to do. Nobody's there to catch. Yeah, I mean, I agree, guys, you know, whatever else. But I hate the dude. You know, obviously, I'm a Bear fan. You do T and we want this guy to freaking retire. You know, and I never want anybody to get hurt or end their career. But he's played long enough. He can get hurt and end his career. I'm not going to be worried about that. But I mean, I don't know, guys. The guy just seems to get it done. And we'll see what happens this year. Obviously, this is, you know, definitely a legacy year for him. Right. I mean, if he shits the bed and, you know, go from two time MVP to fuck, I'm the 15th quarterback overall or something. Yeah. He shit the bed. And I mean, doesn't he have doesn't he have two receivers that are going to be running their routes on on those rascal scooters because they're so old? Wow. D. Rascals. He threw rascals out there, dude. Hey, if he gets Sammy Watkins a thousand yards, I'll, I'll, At least I'll give eat my him hat. E-bikes, dog. At least give him e-bikes because, you know, all the Green Bay Packers ride their <laughs> bikes into practice or those kids' bikes and shit into practice. You know what I mean? At least give him an e-bike, dog, not a rascal. Fuck, that sucks. All right. Well, I mean, hey, that's another good pick, guys. And, and you know, think about it logically, right? You know, I think both these guys have made great picks based on their situations. And that's what we talked about. You can't just take the name without thinking about what's around them and what's left. You know, so I'm going to throw a curveball out there, guys, because obviously his situation is a really good situation. It's not similar to both what you guys are saying. But I'm going to go Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup, where he's being drafted, he's being drafted in the top five. Damn. I don't think he can replicate those numbers, guys. He broke every NFL record last year. Teams are not going to let him do that again. Plus, they have a receiver now on the other side of him. That's very, very, very talented. And I think they're going to definitely exploit the mismatch. And they're not going to force the ball. And I think Cooper Cup will be good with that. Because he knows how hard it is to win, especially after you won a Super Bowl. And you have a Super Bowl winning scout. So I don't think he's going to have a problem with that knowing his career. Right. And I think that's part of the problem. If he was a little bitch and he's in there running every game, I need my touches. I need to get thrown the ball. I need this. I need that coming out in the media saying shit. Okay. He's not that guy. He's a team player. So he'll accept it because he'll understand they're going to win. And I think that accepting it is going to make the regression to a point where fuck, I think this dude fifth overall ended up with 1100 yards and 10 touchdowns which is a great year, 1,200 yards, you know, 10 touchdowns, but not for him. He's supposed to have the year he had last year, every year from now on, guys. Don't you know? Don't you know? I mean, come on, dude. It's just, it's not sustainable sometimes. Not just that, but I'm a little bit concerned about Stafford's elbow-ish. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens there, guys. I'm just saying. You got to, I don't think they're going to go all of a sudden and run the ball. They threw the ball 72% of the time last year. But who did they have to throw to after Robert Woods got hurt? And then Van Jefferson went down. The only guy they had was Cooper Cup. Now they got other guys. 
And that's my point. I, I just think we're going to spread it around. So to me, my league loser, Cooper Cup. Go ahead, guys. Throw it at me. Yeah. The regression is should be expected. Hear me out, though. I read a stat today that if Cooper Cup this year just averages 50 less yards and three less catches a game, he would have still finished wide receiver one last year. That's how far ahead there was he was between one and two. He's still a he's still a wide receiver one. And we spoke about it earlier in the show, right? You're getting drafted based on what you did last year. He's going in the top five. He may disappoint that top five. And you're right, King. You're relying on your top five pick to be the guy that takes you to your ring. And if he if he delivers like a top 12 guy, that's gonna that's that could affect your lineup, especially if you drafted him and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna coast through the rest of my draft. I got Cooper Cup. You may have already lost your league. But at the same time, what you were speaking about is as far as him just really wanting to win, I think that everybody in that organization knows you're going to win if you get the ball in his hands. And I think that him and Allen Robinson can feast just because what you were talking about. Hey, we're a few days away from the start of the season and we just barely got the alert that both of their running backs practice in full. Both of them. So they're going to be airing it out a lot. I think there's going to be enough ball going around and it may just come down to, you know, Stafford's elbow. Remember what I was saying, though, Bombo, and you got to take it into aspect, right? They have a Super Bowl winning schedule. Look who they start with. One of the best defenses in the NFL. They're not going to be slinging that thing around. So I'm just checking your math, dog, because I I just want to make sure I heard you right. You said if he had 50 yards less a game, he would still be the wide receiver one. Yeah, when you look at it impossible. they just chopped it up. That's 900 yards. No, they chopped it up, right? So... Well, I mean, I'll try to pull it up on Bleacher Report, but yeah, some it was some ridiculous stat like that. Three yeah, less he catches. Had, he finished with 1,900 yards, 1,940 yards, and he had a 16 touchdowns last year, hmm. right? So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it, and probably the next guy was probably like 12 or 1,300, and I get the, the monster year he had. I don't think he can do that. I think he's going to go down to the normal years, 12, 1,300. I think that's the situations last year with what I said about no other availability of wide receivers, really what got that number up and his rapport with Matt Stafford. But I think they don't want to, you can't just keep going to that well, you know, because at some point they're going to put three, four guys on him and okay, guys, now what are you going to do? You're so out of sync because you're so used to throwing to that guy. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll see you guys. I mean, that's what makes, you know, the football season fun. Right. We have a. He still finds a way for whatever reason to get open. Even last year, they were double teaming him and he he was just so, I don't know, like slippery. The guy just slips into that that second area and just kind of finds himself open. It was just, it was baffling to me that he made defenses look so bad. And and you're right. But the other part that was amazing too, T, and you got to think about that, that to me was more amazing last year is based on this guy's career, is that he played the whole year. Guys, he's yes. been injured. Yeah, for prone, sure. Right. So to me, the more the the more outstanding thing was that he played all year. It's not easy to play all year. And these guys get their body beat up. You know, so I mean, it was just a perfect storm for him again. I don't know if that perfect storm can happen two years in a row. And like I've said, it's been very rare that I've ever seen that happen. I've seen it happen to a couple guys. And in the third year he blew out his knee and couldn't even play no more. And that was Terrell Davis. When Terrell Davis finally took that step, he had his 2,000-yard year. He had one more year after that. And then the next year when Elway retired, he blew out his knee in the second or third game. Never played really again. It's hard, guys, and this this game is hard. So we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? And trust me, all offseason, teams have been looking at, especially in the NFC West, how to figure out how to fucking stop this guy. Not just shut him. They just want to shut him down. Because that's the key to winning. And it has to be. If this guy's getting 2,000 yards receiving 16 touchdowns, you shut him down, you got a pretty good shot of winning that game. And like I said, their schedule is going to be a lot tougher this year. A lot tougher. And the NFC West isn't no joke. I mean, now Seattle's a little bit of a joke, but I'm just saying. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's one of those things, guys, where we just, you know, it's not. And that's the fun of the fantasy season. Right. And guys that you you picked and no one expected, they pan out. But then some guys you thought were going to hit home runs didn't. And now you're fighting it. You're fighting it all year. And it, it's just, it's a good feeling to know at the end of the year that you had to work to get where you were. And you get to that championship game, guys. 
remember, I think that's success. I mean, obviously, you know, what, you know, a great man once said second place is the first last place or whatever, Ricky Bobby, you know what I mean? But something like that, but still, dude, if you guys make a championship game, that's the season's a long haul, even for fantasy, you know, and the guys that come out on top, you know, they persevere. And that's what we were trying to do for you guys. We were just trying to help you persevere the season and get through the season. So that's probably going to wrap up most of our preseason talk. You know, we, we, we went through a lot of stuff, guys. And I think one of the things that we spoke about, and I want to say again, is we all have different opinions. We all have different insights. So it's not all of us sitting there and saying, hey, you can't talk about that because that's your opinion and we don't agree with you. No, we don't agree on a lot of the stuff we're talking about, but we're going to put it out there because someone can grab it and, you know, gravitate to one of these, one of the hosts. And, you know, I like the way this guy's thinking. I like where his head's at, you know, so I'm going to take the guys that Bombo's picking. I'm going to take the guys that Sweet T's taking. You know, there's got to be at least one or two of those guys out there, T. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you know what I mean? And that's probably twice as many as the guys that are on my train, dude, because my train, I haven't sold any tickets yet. But I'm just saying, like, oh, it's like we were talking the other day, T, right? So we're all three in, in a league that we we do every year, and, you know, they, they input it into a system. It's a live draft, but they input it into a system, and there's a draft ranking. And, a, you know, after you do the draft, they rank you to see where you are. Well, I think me and Bombo are eight and nine or nine and 10 out of, or, or I think 10 and 11 or something like that out of 12 teams. 10 and 11. Yeah, thanks T. Cause obviously T that's, that's the only win T can get. So he pubs that. Okay guys, I'm going to tell you right now, don't pub your pre-draft wins or your, your post-draft preseason wins. Don't do that. Cause you haven't won shit yet. But I get a call from this guy the other day with a screenshot and everything else to tell me how fucking he smashed me at the draft. Really? Really? I don't know about you, Bombo, but I, I don't know, man. I'm just saying. That I t- to me, that's the only shit he could talk. Because after like the second week, it's going to be obvious. He's just going to be digging himself a deeper hole. He's in mid-season but, form right you, now. Absolutely. Already, right? I mean, fuck, dude. It hasn't already. even started yet, man. Let me already. finish all my drafts, dude. I got drafts up until Wednesday. And like I told you know him, I'm I mean? not finishing 10th. So, Let's get that exactly. out of the way. I'm not finishing 10th. So, I mean, you know, there was, you know, a couple injuries, guys, but no major stars really went down. A lot of linemen went down, which might affect some things. So, I think fantasy sort of stood up in the preseason. You know, I think guys elevated themselves. You know, Damian Pierce started as the 112th ranked running back. He's got a fourth round ADP now after the preseason. So there's going to be guys that we're not going to see coming. There's going to be guys that we don't even see are relevant that are going to have decent years. And I'll use a guy from last year, Gabe Davis. This guy was free last year in every draft, hanging out on the waiver wire most of the year. He's got relevance this year. He secured that number two position over there. So we'll see what happens in Buffalo. We'll see what happens all over the NFL. And what we're going to be doing is coming at you weekly, right, guys? We're going to be coming at you weekly with a little wrap-up of fantasy, let you know who's hot on the waiver wire, injuries, things like that, injury updates. We'll dig them up, all our sources, like we got fucking other sources and shit. But we're going to do that, you know. But, guys, before we close out, is there anybody you want to talk about, throw out there one more time, just one name, a little name for our listeners that maybe, hey, this might be a guy maybe next year in a in a dynasty league or something like that or anything like that. Do you guys got anybody? I got Olave. You like Christian Olave, yeah? You want to watch for that. I love that kid. And I really think that he's going to start balling out even this year. So I would definitely keep an eye out for him. All right. What yeah. about you, Bombo? Anybody you thinking of? Hey, remember back in the, in all that talk of could the Jags beat Alabama? Could the Jags beat Georgia? This and that. These ain't those Jags anymore. Well, I don't think at the time they could have, bro. But right. go ahead. These ain't those Jags anymore. <laughs> Straight up. And if you're thinking of Dynasty and looking at guys, look at the look at Trevor Lawrence. Look at look at what they're trying to do. They're trying to surround them with weapons. They're trying to bring a competent staff in there. They're trying to get get that uh, that whole rep of the Jags or a bottom feeding franchise out of the way. I think they got a franchise quarterback. Keep an eye on Trevor Lawrence. 
I think that's a, a very hot pick. And I think that's a, even a good pick. It's like we said, like, hey, man, you know what? I was just sitting there with my thumb up my asshole, whole draft, and fuck, I looked up, and there's no more quarterbacks. Trevor Lawrence is there. I'll take a flyer on him. I'm good. I'm real good with that. Okay, I'm going to throw a name out that's a deep, deep sleeper on a team that has a stud, but I think they're going to integrate him through the year, and I think they're going to start running a two-tight end set in Baltimore. Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely is a monster. It came out of Coastal Carolina. This guy's a more like built like a wide receiver. So I think they can get that dynamic with the bigger guy in Mark Andrews and sort of the speed guy going down the seam with Likely, a la Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. So I think that they, I think as the season goes on, we're going to see this kid. You know, I know it was a preseason game, but it was the only preseason game where a, a Raven tight end caught a ball, any balls for 100 yards. And I think he did it in one half. They forced him the ball like four times in a row, and this kid was exhausted, and he ended it with a touchdown. You know, so he's a stud. And I think as the year goes on, and barring any injury to Mark Andrews, this guy can be relevant. You know, so, you know, I think that's going to wrap us up, guys. You know, again, we want to say thanks to everybody for listening. We want to make sure you guys understand that we're, we're trying to steer you the right way, and if we don't, hey, fuck, that means we sunk too. You know what I mean? So we're in that ship with you. So don't think you're just sinking to the bottom on your own Titanic. We're with you. You know, I'm the guy that's sitting there listening to those guys playing the violin on the Titanic. That's me. Yeah, I'm going down with the ship. But I think that's going to wrap us up for our preseason shows. Season is ready to kick off in about a week, guys. We got more than just just over a week. We're just getting into Labor Day weekend. Everybody should be finishing up their drafts as Labor Day. So listen to this episode. Get a little bit of content going. If you got a draft coming up a little bit into the weekend, maybe this will help you out. But for the Double I Show Fantasy Island Fantasy Football Edition, I am R.W. King with Sweet Tea and Bombo. Guys, until the season starts, we are out. Peace. Late. Yeah.